Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Racker. Marte blasts one toward Triples Alley. Cattell Marte sends one on its way, and it's gone. What a moment for Cattell Marte, and they double up that lead. It's 4-1. to one. Marte's fourth home run on this road trip, and what a moment for it. What a way to kick off the week. An absolute great weekend of baseball, an absolute great week day of baseball on Sunday. It's going to be an absolute great week of baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Thank you so much for FanDuel for jumping aboard, being part of our family, and helping us power through the season. At BB isn't boring. Go check it out. The socials, they're red hot. Producer Evan doing an excellent, excellent job of just pushing those along and growing them at an unbelievable rate. So go check those out. Also, the home run call of the day that you just heard, Cattell Marte, Steve Berthume, excellent call. Speaking of excellent calls, Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez on the call Sunday night. Freddie Freeman, 2,000th hit, six most among active players. He's only the 98th player to reach 300 homers in 2,000 hits. Here's the call from Ravitch and Perez. Freddie Freeman hits this one to right. Fairly deep into the head of Tucker. Freddie Freeman to second bet scores and welcome to the 2000 hit club, Freddie Freeman. That ball will be kept forever. And Freeman able to do it in front of the home crowd with the second hit tonight and 2000th of his career as he tips his cap to the Dodger fans. Solid double at that, drives in one, and Freddie Freeman, not only in front of his fans, but also his family, gets a 2,000. 
All right, great night over at Dodger Stadium. So a lot of buzz as we head into the final couple of weeks heading into the All-Star Game, but not only the All-Star Game, but the MLB Draft. That's July 11th, obviously. It used to be early June, but now draft. They want to lump it in with the MLB All-Star Game stuff. And so with that in mind, producer Evan... Isn't anyone better than producer Harvard? I don't know. I mean, he's up there. He's absolutely doing an excellent, excellent job. He does the first Baseball Isn't Boring MLB mock draft. Spoiler alert, Dylan Cruz is going number one to the Pittsburgh Pirates. At least that's what producer Evan said. Go check that out at BB Isn't Boring, social, Instagram, Twitter. All right. Trades are being made. Trades are being made, mostly by the Angels. It's got Eduardo Escobar, Mike Moustakis. Last year, last year, you had Carlos Santana on June 27th, which by my calculations would be a year from tomorrow. Carlos Santana goes to the Mariners. Think about that. Carlos Santana goes to the Mariners. I want you to remember that day because... What the Mariners were when they made that deal, six games under 500, and then, boom, went on a 17-4 run. They gave up two prospects, Will Fleming, Wyatt Mills. <sighs> what, a, what a trade, and sometimes it's just a reminder, you need a little push. Some teams need a little push. That's what the Angels are hoping is happening with Escobar and Moustakis. That's why we wanted to get into a little bit of a, what it's like to be part of a trade, what it's like to be on really the, the end of the trade where you're the top prospect and all of a sudden you're cruising and you think you're going to be in the team that drafted you and the next thing you know you're trading. There is no better person to talk to about that than the guy I sat down with and that's Clint Frazier of the Chicago White Sox. It is a fantastic conversation. Frazier, number five overall pick in 2013, $3.5 million signing bonus. Oh, the way the Indians, the then Indians, wanted to basically pry him away from going to college, and they successfully did that. Three years after being drafted, he's part of an enormous trade deadline deal that gets Andrew Miller away from the Yankees into Cleveland. A year later, he's promoted to the big leagues, homers and doubles in his first game. He's going to be the next great Yankee, no question about it, but boom, derailed a little bit, or really a lot, by a concussion in 2018. Ends up playing for the Cubs, the Rangers, and now on the White Sox, was promoted to the White Sox on May 21st. But Frazier is so insightful and honest about, A, what it's like to be drafted so high and the expectations that come with this, and B, what it's like to be part of an enormous trade, especially going to New York as the next big thing, as the centerpiece of an enormous trade like that. Frazier has a long, long road, only 28 years old. Long way to go in his career, but he's already experienced a ton. I like said it's just an honest and open conversation. We also, a little bit later in the podcast, have an Andrew Benintendi, who was also a high draft pick, number seven overall by the Red Sox in 2014. He talks about living the life of a top 10 pick and and really what that's like and advice he would give his younger self. I always find that interesting. We've had a couple people on who are high draft picks, most notably Mickey Moniak, the number one overall pick in 2016, giving, looking back and look saying, this is how I view life then and this is how I view life now. And Benintendi's next up in that line. All right. Well, first off, before we get to Benintendi, 
a great conversation with Clint Frazier. Open, honest, insightful, just good stuff. Here's Frazier. A guy I'm predicting great things from for in the future. Clint, thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, yeah. So... I saw you in New York, and you know this—that was, you know, you go back to New York, and you know it's, it's. But then I watched you play. I'm like, oh man, this guy like is legit in terms of the path that he's on. I've seen you play here in Chicago. What is, as we sit here right now, how different do you feel as a player and confident as a player than you have to say, like even a year ago? Oh. You know, one year ago, obviously, I was, you know, just signed with the Cubs and, you know, went through a unique process of getting my appendix removed, missing some time, and then coming back and, you know, having a hard time kind of getting it going. So, you know, I would say today, you know, I'm, I feel a lot better. I look a lot different physically. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot better mentally. You know, I mean, the game is hard as it is, both mentally and physically, so to have, you know kind of that refresher feeling um the year one year after something like that is is good and i just feel like a little bit more of a um a little bit more mature as a player you know as time goes on you know you get to learn more about yourself more about the game and and you know i've certainly uh had my ups and downs and tried to learn from them however however i can and you know right now i I feel pretty good about you know where i'm at and you know we're just going to keep this uh this train rolling so the the two things that you bring up and and going that we all learn from and we've asked a lot of people this question sort of what you learn from um as you go along you know two two sort of points for you drafted where you're drafted where you traded like those are like (laughs) unique things in life and there's a lot of kids who are about to be drafted. Well, not a lot of kids. I take it back. There are some kids who are going to be drafted. Certainly not a lot of kids who are going to be drafted where you are. Looking back, what would you tell your younger self looking back at that moment when you were drafted? Did you think you had to figure Was it one of these things where you're like, oh, man. I would just tell myself to hang on because it's about to be a wild ride, man. Like, with this sport, it's it's... I mean, just sports in general are so unique, right? Because you don't have a lot of control over, you know, what's going to happen. We're reactionary of somebody else trying to to stop us from doing our game plan just like we're trying to stop them from doing theirs. So, you know, I mean, I think one of the biggest takeaways I've had over the years is that, you know, day by day is certainly the best path to, to go with. Uh, don't try to play GM. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and, and try not to just let the results be the only thing that you take away from the day that you had. You know, I mean, for instance, yesterday, you know, I, um, you know, I was, I had a good day of work, but not a fantastic result-wise in the game. So, you know, I can't go home every day and, and soak on not getting a few hits just because, you know, I, I had a really good day of work and I'm trying to to make sure that my preparation for the game every single day is something that's going to allow me to, to go into the game and, and not be too worried about the results because of the work that I put in, it's going to come. Mm. You know, you just got to keep getting trips to the plate. You know, Reggie Jackson used to always tell me that as long as he has a bat in his hand, he can change the narrative, and, and that's what I'm trying to that's do That's a right pretty now. good one. Yeah. That's pretty, and so uh, the things that you listed off about things that you have to do, right, 
how many of those things weren't or were you doing when you were drafted? Like you're a young guy, man. Like you're like, and but and you and you say it now. Don't be GM day by day, all of that. But when you were drafted, were you like? None of it? I was just playing baseball, dude. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. No, with no knowledge of what's to come. You know, the only thought on my mind was big leagues. From the time I got drafted to the time that I finally got there, that was the only thought. I feel like that's one of the only thoughts in all of our heads, uh-huh. you know, because that's the end goal. So, you know, once you get there, you know, everyone says it's easy to get there and it's harder to stay, and I definitely can echo that sentiment. Was it harder to get there, though, for you? No. It wasn't? No. You got there quick. I got there pretty... I mean, I didn't really have, you know, being a first-rounder, you know, you kind of get some more opportunities, but also I earned those opportunities by the way that I played, and, yeah. you know, some of the time, like, I didn't really struggle in the minor leagues. The first time I struggled was in the big leagues, and... And, and you're probably in your life, right? Yeah. I mean, it's humbling, yeah. you know, because you don't struggle at something <laughs> your entire life, and yeah. once you finally do, you, you look around, and you're like... How am I going to fix this? Because you never went through it before. Yeah. So it's it's something that I feel like a lot of us have to learn how to tackle once time, that time comes. And by the way, that's crazy to think about. I mean, I didn't even think of like the first time you struggled to that extent in your life. And you're doing it, by the way, in probably the, the worst place to, to have to go through that, right? The biggest stage. You the biggest say. stage, yeah. So. I mean, that was the combination of that must have been like looking back. You've come out of this. You're still a young guy. and But to look back at that challenge, like that's an incredible thing to come out of I would imagine right looking back at it like holy crap yeah I went through it's not easy man I mean I think that the the I think something that I learned as time went on is that I didn't really care what everyone else was saying outside of the people that I you know put my trust in every single day and, and cared about their opinions because dude there's eight billion people in the world and I only need a certain few in my corner that I want to trust and and lean on for the hard times. And I I can't focus on those other 8 billion, you know, like it's just too hard to, to meet their expectations. I mean, for God's sake, I mean, I watched... I watched Judge get booed in the playoffs last year after what he did. So that was pretty that was pretty eye-opening for me to see that anyone can get it. And it's unfair. That was unfair, but anyone can get it. Was it when the first time that happened when like you said you you focused in on your group, but still being a New York man, it's it's hard to, to, to tune all of that stuff up. Yeah. So the first time that starts that stuff starts coming down because the first rounder this, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. I talked to Mickey Moniak about this. He was the first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, you want to be the first pick in the draft. But then, then it's like, hey, you're the fifth pick in the draft. Hey, you're in New York. Hey, you're supposed to be the next guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, man, at the end of the day, like, guys are out there throwing balls anywhere between 70 miles an hour and 104. Yeah. Like, it's extremely difficult to be ready for all the shapes, all the pitches, and all the moments that you're going to be put in and produce every single time. There's so many variables, man, whether it's, you know, whether it's something that's going on in your own personal life, whether it's an umpire behind the plate, whether it's shadows that day, 
like there's just so many variables that make this game extremely hard to, to be successful at it and which is why I alluded to earlier trying not to just be result oriented mm -hmm. even though this is a game of results yeah. but you know the stuff that goes on before the game is stuff that helps you know allow those results right. to come and about sometimes that, if you, if, listen you never if you you never know how you're going to do in the test unless you study for it yeah but if you don't study for it you know how you're going to do in the test probably yeah. not well yeah <laughs> so, so. I, that's it this is my words of wisdom but um you know it's funny because matt mcclain i talked to matt mcclain a kid who just got called up to the reds and he was drafted 17th overall a couple a couple of years ago and there was like four shortstop drafted before him and he said something, he's like, listen, when you get in the batter's box, pitcher doesn't care where you were drafted, right? <laughs> like, it's like either you hit it or you don't. Yeah, that's bluntly put, that, yeah. that's the reality. Yeah. What? So about the trade, I've never been traded, <laughs> ever. I know, but in not, in, this is a dynamic where I, I think that in, in life it's, it's hard to imagine being traded. There's so many elements of it where you have... It's great that a team wants you, right? Wants you, but then also you don't. You, you came up with another team. For you, what was looking back? What is that like? Because there's a lot of guys now. We're about to get into meat and potatoes of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say it's a cruel process in the sense of you have no control of you know, your life being picked up and put somewhere else, you know. I mean, I had four years of getting to know everyone within Cleveland's organization and, and developing relationships with them. And then one day I wake up and I have a text message from a random person that I'm friends with saying, congrats on getting traded to the Yankees. Oh, that was it? That's how I got notified. It was before the team. I mean, it was on Twitter before it was really? notified to me, which is not fair. You know what I mean? For someone to... To tweet it out before the people that are involved even know about it was whatever, you know. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first person and definitely not the last that will find out that way. But, you know, it was it was an interesting process because, like you said, you know, at least somebody wanted me. And I didn't view it as the Indians at the time not wanting me either. You know, it was just somebody wanting me enough to try to pick me out of another org and bring me into theirs. So, you know, it's... Uh, but you envision, like, the whole time you're training to be a major leaguer, you're envisioning wearing that uniform. Correct. Right? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, at the blink of an eye, oh, wait a second. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I thought I was going to be a Cleveland Indian at yeah. the time. You know, now they're the Guardians. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I came up, I was with them. I didn't envision it going any other way, which is, I guess, what happens when you're young and, and naive. But... You know, you're not just playing for one team in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, I guess I did something right for somebody else to, to ask for me. What was that like when, because when you're when that trade goes down, it was a big trade. And and so you get there and did you feel like the, there's the pressure of being the, the top, one of the top picks in the draft and there's the, this pressure of the feel of a team making that big a trade and and fan bases love the idea of prospects and young players and being next there's that pressure too did you feel that right away when you get traded or when you start playing for them I didn't feel 
pressure right away just because I was in AAA. You know what I mean? Like, I hadn't really felt those lights and, and felt the crowd noise yet. But, you know, I would say for some people, I, I definitely could see the pressure in other people that came over. You know what I mean? Just allowing moments to, to be a little bit bigger than they are. But, you know, at times I felt pressure. I felt more pressure whenever I was not healthy on the field and I was out there trying to perform up to the standards that I knew that I could, but I wasn't able to. So, you know, up until I would say 2019, I was pretty relaxed as far as the pressure went. But, you know, you go through some stuff that, you know, hinders your ability to be who you know that you can be on the field. And next thing you know, the results aren't there and the pressure mounts every day. Mm. But, you know, I think I started to realize pressure came as the older I got. Mm. The more that I started to look into things a little bit more, you know. I mean, I, I wish I was just treating it like glorified wiffle ball at the time, but <laughs> I definitely didn't. So it was uh, it was a good experience and it was a hard experience to go through. Looking back at it, how, how did you, how do you feel you, you, you're equipped to handle it? How much better, I would imagine you're better equipped to handle anything. Like, yeah, because I like this. This is it. I mean, you've gone. Through, we've just documented all the things that you've gone through, and now you've come out on the other side. I mean, this is your mindset must be so much different, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, as time goes on, you'll you'll realize that there's no one you talk to more times in a day than you. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that the thoughts that you're putting in your head every single day are are beneficial to what you're trying to accomplish in the end is is huge. Um, you know, I, I would say that 28 years old now versus being traded at 21, I don't know, 19, 20, That's 21. Crazy, yeah. You know, I've gone a few times around the earth since then. So, you know, you learn and, and you realize along the way that things aren't always as bad or good as they may seem in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the first to say that, right? So, you know, a lot of us, I think, realize that as time goes on and, and there's things that... I definitely learned from and, and have allowed me in this present moment to use as a tool to for whatever that moment might be. Mm-hmm. Low point and high point in your baseball career. I think the lowest point for me was the all the time spent on the aisle with my concussion symptoms. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I still to that day like it changed my life. It changed my career in ways. You know, so no one can really experience that or understand what that experience is like until you go through it so that was that was the lowest for me um i mean the highest was it's hard to pinpoint one moment but i would just say probably you know around my debut time i, I did what I wanted to do, which was play in the big leagues. And then I got to play in the big leagues with the New York Yankees. And my first week of the season was insane, dude. I mean, I had a walk off my first week. I homered in my first game. Like, there was a lot of things going on at that time that I don't think I fully grasped were happening until it happened. So for me to be able to do some of those things was was pretty cool. Last thing, ask everybody this, because it's the name of the podcast, why isn't baseball boring? And there's no wrong answers. I think that if you try to look at each player 
as the way that their career is at right now and how it took for them to get there every day you're reminded that we're all fighting for something I mean you look across the field and I see guys every day that maybe I saw in the minor leagues that I never thought would make it or that did make it and then got released and then went through a few years of grinding to get back to where they are that sign a contract I mean it's 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 kind of a beautiful story in the end you know what I mean because the the grand scheme of things is just don't give up well, if you give up you don't know what's to come if you don't give up you get to find out what's to come so I've seen a few guys and I've certainly witnessed myself of you know what wouldn't have happened if I gave up I wouldn't be here right now and it's it's a game that makes you want to give up every single day See, the fact that you powered through allowed you to get to this moment of doing that podcast. So, excellent job. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right thanks clint frazier for sitting down we're going to monitor how he does with the white Sox. i think he's going to do good things man i think i really do think he's going to do good things i think he's a good player and uh he just has to find the right spot get the right rhythm and get the right opportunity. All right, well, Andrew Benintendi is Frazier's teammate with the White Sox, and I also sat down with him a little bit after the game, and just after a game, the series finale of the White Sox took two out of three of the Red Sox, and Benintendi is a guy who came from University of Arkansas, number seven overall pick, ends up getting to the major leagues pretty quickly, has a good run, obviously first with the Red Sox, then with the Royals, now with the White well, and then a little bit with the Yankees, and now with the White Sox. But Benintendi looked back all these years later, what seems like a, a forever ago, all these years later, and said, this is what it felt like to be the number seven overall pick. Hey, kids, if you're the number seven overall pick, this is what it's going to feel like. And the lessons he learned after going, after going through that experience and living that life. All right. Again, at BB isn't boring. Thank you, everybody, for subscribing, rating, reviewing. Here's Benintendi. What advice would a younger Andrew... I've asked this for a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you think about that. I'll probably say just don't sweat the uh, slumps. Um, 
I mean, it's so easy to like get caught up. I don't know. Okay, thank you. He go for like five games. That's what like twenty at bats. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, like five games, you could go three hits a game for five games. And yeah, but you don't do that at Arkansas. That's the thing, right? No. When you come out, right. you're like, you know, if you have a couple games, it's, yeah. it's an aberration. Right. But this is like, then you're like, oh, this is going to continue forever. I don't know if that's how you felt when you were drafted or not. No, I think I don't know. I mean, I think I was just. I think I know now. It's just I have a shorter memory, mm-hmm. um, and it's not life and death. So I feel like when you put things in perspective, I think you can kind of sit back and be like, all right. I mean, I'm not. When you're when you're hot, you're not the best player in the world. When you're cold, you're not the worst player. You just stay even. Kidding. When did you realize that? Uh, How deep I in went your professional career? I remember in 17, um, I went for like an 0 for 26, got a hit, and then I think I went like 0 for 22 or something like that. So it was like, what, 1 for 48? Yeah. And then at the end of the year, it's like I completely forgot about it. I'm like, well, why not I just do that all the time? And why, why sweat it? I mean, so. but that's the thing is that like when you're drafted, uh-huh. it's, as I say, like, you just have never experienced that much failure. That's yeah. why you're drafted seventh right. overall, right? I think you just got to keep things in perspective. And yeah. Just not have an ego and just I don't know, take it as it is. Were you pretty good at that, you think? At yeah, I think I've always been pretty good at yeah. it. I've never thought I was the best player. I never thought I was the worst player. So it's just... Did you, I can't remember. Do you think you were going seven? No, going into that year, I was like, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to play for it. So my freshman season was, was trash. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I remember, like, maybe three-quarters away for the college season, my like, draft stock, I guess, like, skyrocketed or whatever. Um, I was like, shit, this might actually happen. So, um, so when you got called seven, was it like, I mean, even... Well, at the time, like, once you got close to the draft, I kind of knew where You knew it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, nah, I never really yeah. enjoyed it. What's in, uh... Crochet, was he right after you or no? Was that, uh, who was that? Um, at Arkansas? No, 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 no. I'm talking the draft. I remember. Oh, Carson Fulmer. Carson Fulmer. Yeah, for Vanderbilt. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the White Sox got him late. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Does that seem like forever ago? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a long time ago. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.